How do I look, man? How do we look, man? Trash Talk Radio! Coming at you live on MP3 from high on a hill above beautiful Lake Washington. My name is Lestro, and with me as always is the guru. Yes, sir, 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 yes, sir. And you know how this goes. We're here to talk a little trash on the week's worth of sports. I don't know anybody except the guru, and the guru knows all. Man, you know I know a little something, something, man. I just know a little something, man. Guru, it is episode number 41, and the NBA offseason is dominating once again. Is this the best offseason in all of sports? We've had a week to digest the LeBron James deal and all the other LA Lakers news. Guru, is this team enough to compete with the Warriors, who, by the way, made their own news this week signing Boogie Cousins? Boogie Cousins? My second cousin, baby. I love my cousins. Plus, there's more melodrama in OKC. That's Solomon Mello. You see what I did there? You see what I did there? It looks like Damian Lillard might win out of Portland, and Kawhi Leonard still doesn't have a home yet. Our, fi- our biggest star in the PNW wants out, man. They want out. And we haven't even talked about the East. The East, Guru, there's a whole conference over there. Then, it's still World Cup time, and with, uh, with semis are set, with Brazil out, we got to find out who the Guru's rooting for now. Bourgeoisie, baby. C'est la vie. Sounds like a hit to me. <laughs> And in segment two, Guru continues the countdown to kick off with a look at the top five tackles in the NFL. Top five tackles this week on Guru's Film Room. I still love them big uglies, baby. I still love them big uglies. Plus, you know we got the two-minute drill. And Guru, this time we have a game time this week. TTR episode number 41. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's get it. <laughs> you know, Guru, I just want to start off this week. Uh, oh, it's great man. to see you and all, but I want to start off this week by uh, we got to make note that if you were here last week, you know that we launched our YouTube uh, videos oh, last man. week this... on the World of Sports Network mm-hmm. YouTube page. Mm-hmm. World of Sports Network. Make sure you get in there and subscribe to it. I want to give and a turn those notification on, baby. Absolutely. You know you're looking at us now. You want to see some more of it. I got to say a quick shout out to uh, to. Avliano Productions, who made it all possible to give us this great look. So big shout out. Thank you very much. You're going to see more work by him on the network as well because this looks great. He is the genius behind us, man. He make us look good. If you could make this guy's look good, I mean, he could make everyone look good. Everybody. Everyone look good, man. Y'all better contact that boy, man, before before that check season. (laughs) So big shout out to Avliano Productions and uh, and make sure you head over to the World of Sports Network YouTube page and subscribe, man. Subscribe. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, so Guru, how you doing, brother? Do you have a good July 4th weekend? Man, it's good to see you. And I am living the dream, brother. I am living the dream. Don't pinch me. Did you uh, did you do anything special for the the 4th this year? It was the anniversary. I see, you, I see you still got all your fingers and toes, Dude, so that's it, good. It was the anniversary because July 4th is not only America independence, but it was it's my time when I lost my independence. You oh, know? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, America is celebrating independence. I'm celebrating me not being independent. You know? <laughs> 
So shout out to Mrs. Guru. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's kind of cool, but something funky happened. You know, in life, something funky always happens. Always, man. So I basically try to set up a way where we could go back where we met, the whole oh, boat situation. Look at right? you. So, you know, take it back to the essence. After you put in a couple of times in, you couple of, a couple of years badge, you got to go back to the essence sometimes, you right, know? Right, man. Go back to where it all begins. <laughs> so long story short, I had everything planned out. We're going to rent out the private boat uh, to watch the fireworks, man. So we had a great dinner at Green Lake. Uh, right. Picnic out there. So we were doing all the surprise, walked around the lake, holding hands. You know, the guru, oh, guru love holding hands, man. Oh, I love that. holding hands. I'm an affectionate guy, man. And then <laughs> hey, as we were walking back to the car, man, I got a call. And then I was like, random number. I'm like, oh, my God, should I pick it up? And she like, pick it up. You never know. I picked it up, and, man, it was the guy we're running the boat from saying the people who had the boat prior to us messed up the motor. What? Yes. So right then and there, my fireworks on the boat, dream, and everything was just Die oh, like man, that. that's that's terrible. Yeah. That sounds like a great way to watch fireworks. Oh, I, I know, but just like the guru, like the way you think, man, we, we made the best out of it, obviously. Uh, life hit you. We made the best out of it. We still were able to see the fireworks in the comfort of our couch. That's nice. That's yeah. actually, in my opinion, that's almost better because you're it's not fighting better. traffic after. <laughs> we decided to go home, get on our couch, man. We ate, watched some Netflix, a bunch of Korean movies. She loves, she's on our Korean phase right now. So. Okay. Yeah, so I took a great nap. Yeah, like, yeah, it sounds good to me. <laughs> How was your fourth, though, with the family, man? It's Little Lester's first fourth. It was his first fourth of July. We actually went up to a birthday party uh, for a, a two-year-old. It was a two-year-old birthday party for uh, for essentially a nephew, one of Emily's best friends, uh, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Lestro. Her, uh -huh. uh, her best friend's uh, son had a birthday party. So we went up there, took uh, took Little Lestro out, had a good time. I'll tell you what, though. We got home before the fireworks, and they were not nearly as much fun as they were years <laughs> prior when you're trying to keep an infant asleep when oh, everybody's like blowing up chunks of the neighborhood around you man so i don't i don't know what it was but it was one of those like for the first time ever i was i wanted to run around like can you oh stop that God. can you please not i mean what is that don't noise? be that old man you gotta stop what no i got I, no i got a kid he's trying to oh no come on man he's awake now oh god but we made it through and, uh, oh, and it was a, a good day all around, but... Uh, hey, you got all your limbs. Everything is fine, so... That's right. All ten know, fingers, all ten toes. Exactly. That's what we could hacks for, man. I hope everybody had a safe, safe, safe July 4th, man. Absolutely. Now, Guru, July 4th was only some of the fireworks this week, you know? Because when we were on the air last week was when the, uh, the big LeBron James news broke. We were oh, with Denton yeah. Day, and he mm -hmm. had the opportunity to tell us is so let's uh, let's talk about the fireworks here in the NBA offseason. I got to ask you man, is this the best offseason in all of sports? The it's so funny right now because with the emergence of the super teams, I guess the super super teams, now every offseason because everybody's signing is similarly uh, what one year contract and buy one year out and up all this whatever this structure well, of the there's contract. such a, a bigger uh, free agency that initial rush now as to see where the big name free agents are going to go who's going to play together what it's kind of team is going to happen and all that it's you know, so cute it's like being a teenager again in high school it totally right? is they're signing like, oh my gosh man I want to go to your team I mean you it's like middle <laughs> I want to go to yours let's go to school together you're going to be in my class hey let me see your schedule hey look you have this class together I'm going to switch it's so cute, LeBron. Look what you got started, man. King Has James. Hashtag squad goals. <laughs> <laughs> Selfie. <laughs> so the question, where do you think this all began? Did this start with a decision, or is this a more recent phenomenon? Because it feels, 
it feels more recent, but it almost seems like it has to go back to LeBron, as everything seems to. See, that's, that's an easy way of putting it, honestly. That is an easy way. What I'm really noticing is, uh, if I want to take it back, it's just more the talent level, the GMs, the coaches. They are not getting the players better in a sense. You know, they're not doing their job because most of the kids are coming out at 19, 18, 19, 20 years old. Yeah, man. Man, it takes them at least five to six years for them to really get their, hit the NBA professional level and make a significant mark. So that's why you notice the big time free agent at those time in a sense, you know? Because now they're in the prime. Now teams don't need to uh, worry about the, the young kid. They don't got to worry about that first round pick uh, I drafted. Because now they just go get a superstar, a megastar. And you put that with their homeboys and their friends, now you have a contender. That's how the game is going right now. It's not about uh, what is. It's not about the grassroots no more. It's not about my coaching staff developing. The development of players is lacking, in my opinion, personally. Well, you know, there are some teams that are doing it. You know, that's part of the process that they talk about. It was to develop those stars, you know, get the get the right draft picks so you could get some stars in, work on the player development around them, and even the Warriors you know, had a couple of years, they built their team in a much more traditional fashion. They built it through uh, through the draft, the draft through yeah. building, through player development, and then two years ago, KD uh, makes his but, announcement that he's going to the Warriors and changes everything again. Everything. So they did build a draft. The Warrior had a great core, a great team. It's, it, that's how I tell you that's how a successful organization, a successful business does it. Does it? That's a great model they do. And what they did now with KD, they just enhances that. That was made them a dynasty. What they had was a great team, a great organization, a great structure, a great core, uh, and very successful. But KD now just made them historic. Absolutely. Historic. And he, two years ago, really set off this sort of like July 4th week, what's going to happen. And so let's talk about this offseason because this offseason, it was all about the king. All about the Who king. made his announcement that, uh, that he is going to sign with the Lakers. Mm -hmm. The Lakers immediately grabbed a couple guys to go around him. They got Lance Stevenson. And I love Rondo. And, and JaVale McGee. And Rondo. And, and Rajon Rondo. I love playoff Rondo, man. I love that pick, man. Now, is this, do you think this is enough? Is this? the kind of thing that are they going to be able to challenge the Warriors with these guys or are they still waiting on Kawhi is it and you forget with DeMarcus Cousins right okay, we'll get to that because with with my cousin my second cousin Kurt you still my number one cousin baby don't worry Kurt but DeMarcus is my second cousin by the way did you see the tweet this week from Kirk Cousins Kirk Cousins said uh, I saw these things that, that Cousins was traded to the Warriors and I thought oh crap I got to move again ah! I thought that was great oh man you like that I like that Kurt baby I like that <laughs> but the team that they were putting together was a pretty good team. It seemed uh, it wasn't, you know, kind of that Cleveland-style team. They got better youth on the Lakers and everything. Could they compete was the question. And then can they compete again now that they've signed Boogie Cousins? The Warriors made their oh own announcement gosh. with Boogie. Mm. So let me ask you first, mm -hmm. is this Lakers team, you think this is enough to challenge the Warriors? No, is I this think, even enough no, to challenge man. the Rockets? I think, I, I think we all know, and uh, just to harp on from last week's episode, man, uh, this is a, a what we call a JV, a, a retro year. Mm -hmm. You know, LeBron got to finish Space Jam because Space Jam is coming out next summer, so we all waiting for that. Right. So this is more of like priority. Yeah, priority Space right. Jams. And you know what? It's a rebuild. It's not a rebuilding year for LeBron State. 
But going to the championship eight years, you allow eight straight years, you allow to rebuild it a red shirt year. You know? <laughs> so a red shirt year meaning you're going to the playoffs. Probably go to the playoffs. Yeah, go to the playoffs, but not not really there to make a noise. If it happens, it happens. But then go do the most important thing that we all want. The whole America wanna see freaking Space Jam 2. Stop playing with us, LeBron. Come on, Maverick. Come on, Maverick. I'm waiting for this. I know you all are going to L.A. because of Space Jam now. Don't play me. Keep your rings. Bring me Space Jam. Uh, so then uh, with that, that made the favorite was still probably Golden State. And then they had the huge Boogie Cousins announcement, signing Boogie Cousins to a one-year deal, $5.3 million. Uh, now, he's probably not going to play for the first part of the season Who because cares, he's still right? rehabbing. Doesn't yeah, really need to. I mean, they whatever. Need, they only need him in the um, conference final. What do you think of this deal? <laughs> oh, man. As far as the, the money-wise? From Just, what I was hearing. From it, what I was From hearing, a whole sources, perspective. From what I was hearing, teams were staying away from Boogie. That's what he said. Yeah, teams were staying away. But I also heard uh, uh, New Orleans actually gave him a two-year offer. In the middle of last in season. In the middle of last They offered season. him two years, $40 million, Yes. And he turned it down thinking he was going to have Bet a bigger contract. Yes. And then he, of course, got the injury. Obviously, obviously with Boogie, it's more of the off the court because we know what he could yeah. do on the court. Uh, just a little thing, Boogie. Boogie's a natural. Every night, and he's an average 25 points a, a points per game, guys. He's a, uh, a 13 rebounder guy, 13 rebounder game guy. And most importantly, as a center, he's a 35% three-point shooter. As a center, That's especially with that type of offense they run over there in Golden State. So he fits in perfectly with them because one more thing, they lost um, JaVale McGill, right? I mean, right, he's uh, over to the Lakers Yeah, now. Uh, JaVale averaged about four points a game, three rebounds a game, uh, and half a assist. Don't get it wrong. I know his presence was more defensively and the hustle yeah. stats. But if you look at it, Draymond Green and McGee don't even combine for what uh, DeMarcus Cousin does year in, year out since he's been in the NBA. Now, the question about uh, Cousins, you mentioned it before, has been mostly off-court stuff, has not been the on-court stuff. We know what he can do on-court. The fact about that, though, is that each of his teams kind of got better when he left them. <laughs> you know, like, there's, there's, last year, New, New Orleans, when it, was, when it was Davis and Cousins were good, when Cousins goes down, AD takes them into the playoffs and, and, and into the second round. You know, like, that's a good team then. Do you think this is going to screw things up at all on Golden State? Can this uh, wreck their Golden, chemistry? Golden State, Golden State play, game, play basketball the right way. Uh, as far as their scheme, they move the ball around. It's not a ball-hogging type of offense. Right. And they always make the right play, the right passes, and the open guys on selfish basketball. And I think because of that that style of play, it's actually going to enhance uh, um, DeMarcus Cousins due to the fact that he's not even the second option on that team. Might not even be the third option. He's the fourth option. So there's never no pressure on him on a nightly basis. So DeMarcus Cousins could get his 25, silent 25 points a game with ease because he's done it uh, as far as being the marquee guy on the team. Now being the fourth option on the team, he might not average 21, obviously 25 because of the fourth option, but he could flat out give you 15 to 18 points in the first half with this type of offense they have. Now he's also kind of a rental for this year for them in that he's betting on himself, as you Absolutely. said. They're not going to, with the, the free agents that they got coming up in the year after, they're not going to be able to sign Cousins. So he's kind of betting on himself to get, too. to get the big contract next time. Uh, do you think this is a good move going to a championship team or is he not going to get always, the run? Always, always, because then you have that in your resume. Absolutely, you get yeah, that ring. Right. You get that ring in your resume. And he's yeah, been in a, in a championship caliber, in a championship process. So uh, that, that helps a lot. So I think that's going to give you, coming from a championship team, you get that give you extra bucks in your contract. 
Right. That's just the way it is. You Always. Could, because you just been around championship. You know how, what it takes. You've been through the, ter- the trial and tribulation to be a champion. So that alone, uh, other teams want that. You could teach that to the young guys or people that have never experienced that. So that alone gives you a couple of couple of millions. Right, because playoff ball is a different game. Exactly, Mundo. So speaking of playoff ball is a different game, the other big news that led off the season was Paul George in OKC. Uh, him staying in Oklahoma, now that put them way over the salary cap because Carmelo Anthony had announced that he was planning on staying. They've announced that that's probably not going to be the case, that uh, yeah. Melo on his way out of OKC. Melo, yellow, see you later. Where's he going to end up? Because Carmelo Anthony... For every you know, for the lack of show that he had last year, uh, if there was if there, there's no other way to put it, he did not show up for oh, most yeah, of last man, year. Dude, the, hey, you know that the the nightlife of OKC didn't attract oh <laughs> didn't attract my man Melo man. Sleepy Town nah, put Melo to sleep. Melo is a big time city guy. So basically, what I see, Melo is going to a big time city. So do you think is he the kind of guy that could end up? you know, next to LBJ? Is he the kind of guy that could end up making that Houston team? Where do you see him going? That's the battle now. Really? It's is, like, it, is that it's, it? It's like, He's it's not a, coming east, though. It's a friendship battle now. It's like the frenemies now. You know, all those guys, CP3, LeBron, Melo, you know, they all got frenemies. They're all friends and all that. And now it's like, Melo, you know LeBron's like, hey, Melo, you ain't win one yet. I've been there eight times. How'd you like a you ring? Know, how you like a ring? And then CP3 be like, hey, we almost got it. This close. We almost got this it. Close. And my, LeBron is like. My legs hold out. Hey, We're in. LeBron is like, CP3 ain't never been there. <laughs> he ain't ne- I've been there eight times. You ain't never been there. Melo, you only have my, me and you only have a couple years left. Are you going to waste it with CP3? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you finna come to L.A., baby, with Lala, baby. What you gonna do, Carmelo? Hey, Carmelo, you wanna roll in Space Jam? So the uh, the next question... Sign here. Yeah, right? I get you. You wanna meet Bugs Bunny? Mm-hmm. Uh, so then the next question then, uh, aside from Kawhi, who I have no idea what's gonna happen. This is still hanging over there. I don't know where this is going, but I gotta ask you about, about Dame Lillard, who up in Dame. Portland... Dame, what I call him, Dame Penny. Dame, yeah, what's man, Dame Dollar? This stat stuff for himself, man, Mr. Regular Season. Well, he's been doing a little bit of chirping. It almost seems like he wants to get out of Portland. What do you think it is? Dude, really, Dame? You talking about the greatest city in America? No, <laughs> no not Portland. Not just... The most happening nightlife. What you know about Portland, Oregon? Y'all don't know about that. The Google going to tell you about, hey, shout out to Portland Airport, baby. PDX. Great transit. Great transit location. And again, a, a rec legal state. I would think that would keep him there. Hey, you know? man, what's wrong with you, Dame? Now, nah, but honestly, you can see this happening, man. Dame is a is That a Portland fair, team is good, but not going to win. They're not going to win. No. You see how the, the West is shaping up. Yeah. Hey, you see how LeBron's coming over here now. You see other teams developing. Uh, Portland, this not happening. So, they're maxed out. They basically, they hit their peak. They're maxed out as far as what they could do as far as the organization. They got to make changes because something got to be done because that core group is not good enough and their style of play is not good enough to be any type of a significant contender in the West. So where do you think he goes? Is he the kind of guy that could go east and bump a squad? I mean, could he land on the Celtics? Could he land on the Sixers? I don't know uh, about him and the Celtics with Kyrie. You know, that might be a problem. That's a bit of an issue. You know, that might be a problem. It could be ugly. You know, Kyrie's a selfish guy, uh, man. Uh, you know, Kyrie uh, likes to take uh, over his own team. I, I don't want to. Honestly, I could see him. Uh, you know, you know, LBJ praised him during the season this past season. Yeah. He was goggly eye over him. Like, man, I wish I had damn Lillard. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he's from Cali. I know he's from Oakland. But still, 
The other thing is, he's an Oakland boy. Anything I know about the Oakland guys, man, they're very, very neighborhood-centric. They love where they're from. But then there's a guy called Steph Curry who also played the same position. Now, he's taking over. He is Mr. Oakland. Yeah, you're so, not going to replace exactly. him. Exactly. So I could see Dame going, taking our trip down, down, down south, you know what I'm saying, go to L.A. and play with LBJ and Rondo. My gosh, man. Now I'm talking about they are ready. You give me Rondo. You give me Dame Dollar. You give me LBJ and them young kids out there. Now we're talking about we have a serious, serious problem, Houston. Right. now, <laughs> I see what you did there, Guru. Yeah, I agree with you, though. With a team like that, Dame gets down there. That's the kind of team that uh, takes a few months to get in. But once they make the playoffs, that is not a team you're going to want to play. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I mean, it don't help, man. It helps Dame Dollar, man. Like, everybody want that. 23-point average, career average. 43.3% uh, as far as field goal percentage. A 36% three-point guy. And a 6.2% career assist guy. So that alone, you add that. And so LeBron, because LeBron makes everybody better. Makes him better. Makes everyone yeah. better. So true, you do that. True leader you on the court. You do that. He's all those career number will go up. Uh, you know, I uh, I would love to see that. He is one of the big questions hanging out there. Uh, hopefully, you know, as the summer goes on, I know we're going to talk more about the NBA because Adam Silver requires it. He it's it's a law. He's like, you got to make sure. Dude. It's this better than it's better than summer season in Hollywood, man. <laughs> this this is better. You know all the good blockbuster movie coming this summer. You know everything happening this summer. I'm talking about Adam Silver, what he has done in the NBA. That's what I look forward to. It's amazing. That's the best season in sports. It's the off season. And not only that, they've got the summer league games going on right now too, which I actually like better than the preseason because it's all the rooks and kids and the draft picks Absolutely. and seeing what they. Do. Just a great all NBA is the best offseason. Best offseason because we already know who's gonna win the championship <laughs> in this season. So we don't care about this season. We already know our season is the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> For most teams, it really is. Who are you gonna get? Because you ain't gonna get a ring. So speaking of uh, speaking of getting rings and the greatest offseason, Guru, we have to talk uh, just briefly here because we're uh, a bit short on, on time. we got to talk just briefly about the World Cup. Now, the semis are set. The semifinals are going to be France versus Belgium mm -hmm. and England versus Croatia. Mm -hmm. And uh, we saw Croatia this weekend. It was uh, one of those uh, with Russia, live by the penalty kick, die by the penalty kick this you weekend. You know it. They're Croatians, man. Right. That's how it works. The, now, my question for you is you were a, a Brazil supporter uh, up through here. They hit a bit of a rough patch this week. Yeah, man, and I'm going to my French, man. That, that who you with? Say la vie, my African French, man. My French going to Africa, got all our guys from Africa. They got a brought lot. Them, brought them to France, pay them that French money. I don't know what's the French. What they call it? The, the pound? franc. The franc? Yeah, the Look franc. Paying the franc. I mean, the only franc I know is that, but that hot dog, man. Them <laughs> beef francs out here in America. We eat francs for a living, baby. Summertime francs, beef francs. <laughs> but obviously, they... Uh, they do a good job because every country does that, man. Every country does that. You go to the country, like, you, you go exploit the little guys, man. Yeah, and you got to find uh, any of your sort of uh, colonial and backwards roots that you can of get. Course. Let me get those good Dual guys down there. Dual citizenship, yeah, yeah. man. France Dual is the, citizenship. Yeah, France is the size of, like, Oregon. You know, you've got to get the best. <laughs> we got to look elsewhere for that. So you're going with France? Yeah, I'm going with France just by, just to fight that. They got a bunch of the Africans in there. And by the African blood, Salon, baby, West Africa, stand up. Got to give shout out to all the love. And see, uh, I think for me, I don't have a you gotta, dog what, in this show. You got to go because you got to go with Croatia or uh, England. I'm taking Croatia. You want to know why? Why? Dario Saric. Oh. Uh, for the homie. 
I'm taking because I'm, I'm rooting for Dario to I get the win here. So. There's always got to be a Philly thing You know it's got to be a connection somehow. So I'm going to go with Croatia with any luck. We'll see them match up in the final, France and Croatia. But the uh, Netherlands Croatia. look good, though, man. I love the I love Belgium, man. Belgium looks good. Uh, Dude, Belgium looks it. good. And England is really sort of the story of this one so far right now. With, uh, the Brits, man. The Brits. Haven't been this far since the 90s. It's Dude, early 90s. It's the Brits, man. Like, I... I when I think soccer. About, when, see, when I think soccer, I don't think about England. You know what I think about? I think about an English commentator. The Premier League, but the players are No, I think about the commentator. The commentator. The commentator is, is English. That's what I think about. I don't only really think about the, uh, the the English squad being dominant, because to me, they're not dominant. They're just a darling. Right. You know, it's just, it's just England, man. They're like, oh, look at them. They got an accent. They look at how they play. They're so cute. You know? <laughs> That's what they are to me, man. They just... A cute yeah, team. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. Yeah, that's cute. All right, Guru. Well, we got to take a quick break here on Trash Talk Radio. But when we come back, we got to, uh, in our second segment, we're going to talk about the NFL as we uh, continue the countdown Damn, we kickoff. Some, we, we, does, that, does that exist? Yeah, still. Man, making I, news in the NFL. Is it, is it check season or is it NFL season? News? Damn right it's check season <laughs> in the NFL. And we're going to talk about the top five tackles in the NFL this yes, week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Then we're going to do our two-minute drill. And Guru, the World Cup's back in game time this week. Oh, hang on. I know that you got a. I know that you love the names in the World Cup, so I got a. I got a, a name game for you this week. It's gonna be World Cup or Wizard from Harry Potter. Oh, great, man! Look at that's what we do over here, man. At TTR. So stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. Trash Talk Radio. TTR, baby. Back again for segment two. Guru, you know what time it is, man. You got to give me a minute here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's that plug season, baby. Trash Talk Radio and TrashTalkRadio.com brought to you by the World of Sports Network.com. World of Sports Network, connecting the world through the sports we love. We got everything you want over there on the World of Sports Network. We got Guru's Film Room. We got my other show, The Base Heads. We, of course, got Denton Day, our uh, our DC podcaster who joined us last week. And don't forget the on-court, off-court. That's not even the whole of it. You've got to get over to worldofsportsnetwork.com and check it out. Now, don't forget, get over to the World of Sports Network YouTube page, too. Go to YouTube and search World of Sports Network and make sure you subscribe to get all the great content on subscribe, there. Subscribe, man. Subscribe. Call an action. We want that 10K, baby. Bring it to 10K. us. 10K. If you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter at Morelestro, at Morelestro on Twitter. And if you want to find the guru, you can find him on Instagram all the time at Guru's Film Room. It's just his thoughts. Just his thoughts. Just my thoughts, baby. Guru, I think that's all of them. One more time, TrashTalkRadio.com. Get there. TTR, hashtag TTR, and hashtag yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. All right, so Guru, we still got a lot going on in the show this week. We got the two-minute drill coming up, and we got a game time to play. But before we do all that, we are once again, now we're probably somewhere in about the 59, 58 days until the NFL kickoff begins. Christmas for some of us. That's right. So as we count down to kickoff, Guru, you've been giving us your top five players in every NFL. We did the uh, we did the centers where it all begins. Mm-hmm. Last week we did the guards. Mm-hmm. This week we're staying with the big uglies. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This week we're focusing on the tackles, man. Our top the five tackles. tackles. And now because the game of change, most people like the obviously the dominant tackle is the left tackle because of the most right-handed quarterback right. is the blind side. 
But right now, his defense is kind of with that, not having speed, multiple speed rushes, edge rushes as far. So your right tackles also have to be as um, efficient as a pass protector, not only a run protect, I mean run blocker, uh, than they used to be. So uh, when I say my tackles, this is a combination of the best tackles, uh, right, right and left tackles, uh, going into the 2018 NFL season. Now, Guru, for those of us who are just sort of like the uh, the fans who just kind of watch the game and everything and don't get into the film of it and just see these guys run into each other. The all 22s, baby. Yeah, what do we look for in a, in a tackle? What makes a good NFL tackle? Oh, uh, body placement. Balance. Now, they're the ballerinas, man. They're foot speed because you're going against guys who are shorter than you, who are more compact than you, who are faster, quicker than you. Uh, not necessarily stronger, but as strong as you. Uh, so you basically got to have your body control as far as your base, uh, your base and your shoulder um, movement, your, your, your hand placement. The technique you, you need to have as a tackle is... is is, is great because that could be the difference between having your quarterback play the whole season or your quarterback <laughs> only play half a season. That's that, the that Aaron Rodgers season in there. You so know, good for the first half. We'll see Sam you next Bradford, year. You know. <laughs> So then let's uh, let's get into it, Guru. We're gonna we're gonna do a Casey Kasem style countdown from number five. Who is the number five tackle in the NFL in 2018? Hey, the number five tackles. Love this guy, man. Love, love this guy. Since he was since his days when he came out of the top five pick. Uh, you love this pick from Oklahoma. Your boy, one of the anchors over there for the, for the Super Bowl champions. Thank you for the, the Super Bowl, Bowl champion, champion Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles. I oh. mean, I'm talking about the right tackle. It just sounds Lane so good. Johnson. Lane, Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson is an animal. I'm talking about he's the major key in the Philly Super Bowl run because, you know, the all-everything, Jason Peters went down halfway through the season. Yeah. So, um, obviously, Lane Johnson is a first-team All-Pro. A lot of two sacks and 12 quarterback hurries the entire season, according to the Bleacher Report, as far as his stats matrix. Uh, what makes him exceptional is his strength, his power, and the explosion as the point of attack. First of all, he used to play basketball and tight end, so his athleticism is way more superior at that position than the norm, than the average. And you gotta figure, so, you gotta figure that's a guy with good hands. You're playing basketball hands, and tight ends. Great hands placement. I mean, he looks so nice and smooth out there. And, I mean, his pass protection is impeccable. Uh, as far as his run protection, his size, everything that goes with it, I just love how his his base and shoulder relationship are, man. He's always parallel, and he's always at the right position. So easy to seal the edge as well as go to the second level, especially with the complexity of the Eagles type of offense. They do a lot of motion, and they do a lot of sweep, a lot of pulls, a lot of screen. Uh, so not only do you have to be big, strong, but you also got to be intelligent and smart. So Lane Johnson is the best right tackle right now in the whole entire NFL. Coming in at number five on Guru's top five tackles in uh, 2018, Lane Johnson, Philadelphia Eagles. All right, give us number four. Number four, I got to take this back to the pedigree, man. I used to watch his father and his uncle play the Matthews, Bruce Matthews and his company, man. Um, this son, it's a good bloodline. Number four, Jake Matthews. Out of Texas here and then play for the Atlanta Falcons, man. Uh, one thing I love about Jake is just his progression since he got drafted from uh, sixth overall pick in 2014 draft. Uh, just how every year he improved. In 2016, he took a leap. I mean, I'm talking about a quantum leap. Remember quantum ah, leap? Ah, right. showing our age, bro. Hoping, hoping the next leap is the leap home. Ah, ah. So he took a quantum leap. We anchored that offensive line as far as him and uh, Alex Mack to actually give – 
Uh, the Falcons have run as far as the Super Bowl run and that, you know, that shut down against the Patriots. But that neither are there. But then he took That a, wasn't his fault that uh, they lost, let's be honest. He took another step last year. Um, so I'm very impressed with him. Uh, so the very last two years, so I could see him ascending. So you could just see the last two years he's been playing at an elite level, and he's just reaching the prime now. So I'm I'm expecting something big from him. Uh, obviously, you guys know about the um, Freeman out there as well as um, Tevin Campbell. So him and Alex Mack anchoring the Falcons offensive line. Uh, you they got one of the best running game in the in the NFL, man. Average about 4.3 yards a carry. Uh, they have over 1,800 total yards as far as rushing yards as a team last year. So. Um, I really, really am excited to see the next step for Jake Matthews because he has the potential to be the best, or if not top three best left tackles in the game. So that's the number four left tackle in the game right now, the number four tackle in the game right now, left tackle Jake Matthews of the Jake Atlanta Matthews. Falcons. Uh, give us number three, Guru. Oh, man, number three. He might have been the most, the, the most viable player of the whole NFL last year. But really? Somebody's offensive lineman. <laughs> he might have been the biggest change as far as win-loss record, as far as difference. My man, Andrew Whitworth, left tackle for the L.A. Rams. Keeping golf safe. Oh, my God. Not only keeping golf, keeping um, Gurley, making him the offensive player of the year. That's right, Just making Gurley look good. Remarkably, last year, I mean, the year before uh, uh, Whitworth came to, that, to the equation, right, Todd Gurley had... 278 attempts for 885 yards and a 3.2 yard um, average with six TDs. That was without Andrew Whitworth. With Andrew Whitworth, just one year with him, um, he did 279 attempts for 1,305 yards rushing with a 4.7 rushing average and 13 TD. Now I'm a I'm I'm just a simple journalist and I don't do math well, but that sounds like it's better. That sounds like it duplicated two yeah, that, times that, that, better. That sounds like a lot Major, better. Just he's an old veteran, man. Andrew Whitford brought that veteran stability to the LA Rams, man. I'm talking about that professionalism, that locker room, that 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 cohesiveness is bigger than just than his play. He just brought a, a, a sense of culture. A, a change over there for the L.A. Rams. And you guys saw how wide open um, the uh, Jared's golf pocket was, how clean he was as far as uh, last year. Yeah, so nobody was getting to him. Nobody was getting to him. Even Jared's golf number, man. Prior to um, Whitworth, he was there, what, he's 2016, 54% completion ratio, only 1,089 yards and 70, seven interceptions, right? It's five TDs, seven interceptions. And with Andrew... Jared Goff was basically an MVP candidate uh, with over 62% completion ratio, 3,800 yards passing with 28 touchdowns to seven interceptions. Now, I don't want to downplay Whitworth, but uh, I think Sean McVay had a little bit to do hey, with put that, it too. Like this. But put, hey, you can't do it hey, without you protection. Can't do, you can't do it. You can't give him – because they rely on a long passing game as well. Yeah, so you They need, rely on a deep passing game. They rely on the play action. So you need your left tackle to basically hold on because we all know Jared Goff is not mobile. No. So the number three tackle in football was uh, th going in this year is Andrew Whitworth from the Los Angeles Rams. Yes, Guru, sir. Who's coming in at number two then? Number two, man. This was a close one, man. Uh, had a great year, battled through injury, man, showed his toughness. Might be one of the meanest, the roughest, the, that mean the everything. When you think about making a left tackle, when you think about playing Madden, when the gods of football thought about, hey, you know what a left tackle is supposed to be? <laughs> 6'5", <laughs> 320 pounds with athleticism, explosive power, 
physical. He wants to drive you to the ground. And he's so mean that he will smack an all-pro defensive back for talking shit to him. I'm talking about the one and only Chris. I mean, not Chris. Not, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh. I, I almost did my age. Trent Williams. Trent Williams. Now, formerly no, we know Chris Samuel, but now <laughs> Trent Williams. The All-Pro Hall of Fame caliber, Trent Williams, been doing it for over a decade now with the Redskins. He's just the epitome of just success as far as the position. He's what you want. The arms, the length, the foot speed, uh, the drive, the ability. I mean, everything you think about, he is a left tackle. And this year, I was so impressed with him. Battled through injuries, man. He needed a knee surgery. He played through that. Played through it. And still was one of the elite graded by Pro Football Focus, one of the highest graded left tackle in football. Trent Williams, the Washington Redskins, the yes, number sir. two tackle, Guru's the, number hey, two tackle. That's why Kirk Cousin got that check, baby. We'll see how he does without him. That'll be the. I don't see any. Uh, I don't see any Vikings on this list yet. All right, so let's review before we get to number one. At number five, we have uh, Lane Johnson from Philadelphia, who's the only right tackle on the list. Then we go to Jake Matthews in Atlanta, Andrew Whitworth in the Rams. Number two is Trent Williams of the. Washington Redskins guru, who do you have as the number one tackle in the NFL going into the 2018 season? The number one tackle going into the NFL season. Um, watching the 22 tapes. <laughs> oh, I hate to say it, man, but this guy, man, he's like a Willie Mammoth, man. Did this guy, man, his guns, his arms. I mean, you can't get around this guy, man. You can't get around this guy. You can't go through him. You can't get around him. I mean, he swallows you up like a Venus flytrap, man. Like, I was watching Jurassic Park, actually, this weekend. And our <laughs> T-Rex was just, ah, clamping down. That's what this guy is. Tyron Smith, the best left tackle in football. I mean, this guy got it all, but man. But, Guru, he... One thing you he plays for the Cowboys. I know. He, knows he hates the Cowboys. I know, and I do. And, you know, like, it was hard for me because I know I, when I made this list, there's some guys I left out. Jason Peters, he got injured. So some of the injured guys I kind of put out because I don't think they're going to be the same uh, in 2018 because, in my opinion, Jason Peters is probably the best offensive lineman of our generation. But you can't have. put him in there with the injury. You got to see yeah, what he's going to do. Yeah, we got to see what we can do. And obviously, Joe Thomas retired, so uh, I can't put him in as far as this list. So Tyron Smith, by default, <laughs> <laughs> by default, is the number one left tackle. So I mean, when healthy, we know what he does. He you see what he, he did with the Cowboys. You see what he does with Zeke, man. He's the most dangerous guy. He's on guard. I mean, he's he's unpenetrable. Like you, this guy is just. I mean, he's just amazing. Well, they it's had amazing. He makes me watching. It's one of those guys when I watched the when I was watching the twenty two films when I watch him, and you just say, wow. You know, one of them linemen like, dude, did he just slam like a, a grown man like that? Did he just bounce on another grown man like that? It's just amazing, man. Well, now, Guru, that is two uh, Dallas Cowboys that have topped your list so far for offensive linemen. And I got to tell you, that's a little bit worrisome as an, hey. as an NFC East guy. Now, I did but notice you, that three of your top five here are NFC East, and they're all NFC teams. Uh, is, do you think there's a reason for that? Is yeah, just, the, we all know the offensive line plays, the, the, the skill set in the play offensive line is, is not as what it used to be. All right, there's better defensive linemen than our offensive linemen. Yeah. So it's very, very – you only have a few guys right now that are real high-level tackles in the game because the D-line, as you can tell in the draft, 
when you look at the draft the last couple years, you see from number one of all pick from the Clownies to the J.J. Watts, the elite level type of defensive guys that are coming out. It's just it's, it's favoring the defense more. So you only get a, a little – you have a handful, really a handful of top-notch offensive linemen in football right now. Now, we see uh, we see trends come and go in football. Pendulum swings one way, it swings the other. We are in a defensive, like, where that's a Absolutely. sexy position to be in right Absolutely. now. The big players, the, the fastest guys, the biggest dudes want to be on the defense. Do you think it'll swing back at some point and we'll get back into the you know that offensive line recognized? It's, it always, always, because at the end of the day, uh, to be successful in this league, you got to run the ball and you got to protect the quarterback. And there you have it. So our top five, Guru's top five tackles heading into the 2018 season. One more time, Lane Johnson out of Philly, Jake Matthews of Atlanta, Andrew Whitworth of the Rams, Trent Williams of the Washington Redskins, and coming in at number one from the hated Dallas Cowboys is Tyrone Smith. Hey, that's why the NFC East is the best division in historically in football. It's because they got the best. Uh, they got the best players. They got the best players, the best everything, man. The best media and the Super Bowl champion and the NFC Say it East. Again. Say it again. Super hey, Bowl champion hey, Philadelphia Eagles. The Just NFC sounds so nice. East is the only division in football that every team has won a Super Bowl. That's a great point. Every team has won a Super Bowl. No other, No other division could say that in football. And as an Eagles fan, let me just say, finally! <laughs> I know, you guys were bringing us down. Right, Every, bring the whole division down. All right, Guru, now we are uh, we are running out of time here on Trash Talk Radio, of course. So uh, before we uh, before we run out of time, let's uh, let's do a little bit of the two-minute drill. You want to get into it? Let's get it, baby. All right, you know how this works. Uh, this is our chance on the show to talk about all the things we didn't get to talk about this week. So I put two minutes on the clock, and I start lobbing the questions at Guru. Are you ready, buddy? Let's get it. Here we go. Uh, Guru, the baseball all-star game is next week. They're announcing the uh, the, the teams uh, on Sunday. Uh, will you watch any of it? Oh, yeah, I got to see that home run derby, that man. That guy has a home run Get derby. Get out of here, man. I, they're doing some other stuff, man, with the skill, uh, with the skill position. I thing. hope so. Yeah, they got to make it fun, man. But I'm definitely watching that home run derby. Me too, man. I was at the home run derby at the Vet in 1996. I loved it. I've watched them all since then. Guru, uh, where was, uh, let's see, we got uh, Earl Thomas is one of the questions of this season right now for the Seahawks. My question for you is where will Earl Thomas start this season? Earl Thomas, obviously he lost all the, the core group of the Legion of Boom is gone. He's the last one. Everybody's member. gone. Everybody's yeah. gone. So it's just the right in the wall. If I was a Seahawks, I'm just let him go, man. Just let Earl go. He wants to go back home. He wants to finish his career closer to Dallas, where he's from, around that area. So I know that this NFC team, and I know the Guru hates the Cowboys, but this guy has done so much for the organization. Just let him do what he wants to do to be with his family. Y'all closer to his family. It seems to me like uh, he doesn't want to be here. Let him go. No, let him so go. So what do you think? Will they do it or will he start in a Seahawks uniform? He will start with a Seahawks uniform. And where will he finish the season? In he Dallas? Will, no, he will finish this season, but he, this still was last season in Seattle. You think it's a, the, the This go- is the last season in Seattle. There you have it. All right, Guru, uh, we, we talked a lot about the uh, the uh, the NBA this uh, in this and going to it. The Lakers are once again becoming that sort of super team, spending money, getting guys in there. In, in baseball, it's the Yankees and the Dodgers. My question for you is, is there an NFL version of that team, that sort of like super team that's willing to spend the money that everybody hates? Hey, we all know that. There's two of them. The Dallas Cowboys. You guys going to know about the guru and everybody knows he hates the Cowboys. And I hate to say the Washington Redskins. And the Redskins, they throw money at people? Well, so we do, but the NFL is different. That don't equivalent to winning. See, and I... And you know what? And that's the difference because you know who just did it? 
the L.A. Rams basically just did it. Yeah, they went with, all in. With Sue, with Peters, with Talib. That's what they just did. They just gave a check season in L.A. Hey, everything is happening in L.A., man. What are we doing in Seattle, man? Everyone is getting checks in L.A., We got to go south. Kawhi want that check in L.A. Damn Lillard want that check in L.A., man. Uh, I keep Talib, Marcus Peters, and Dominican Sue. Guru, unless you let's go to L.A., man. Guru, I had other questions for you here. Before we go to, I got, I got it. We got to touch on Tony Parker. Tony Parker leaving San Antonio after He's his time. He's not going to L.A. So <laughs> what? He's going downgrade. He's going to Charlotte, man. If it's not L.A., we don't want to talk about him, man. All right, fine. Let's get into a game time. What do you say? Let's do this. Here we go. Where is it? Hang on. Where? Here we go. Game time. Game time. Game on. Game on. Sounds like game time to me. You the three of us should play a game of stick. All right, Guru. We talked about this before. We talked about the World Cup on the show this time. You have said the past couple weeks that the best, one of the best things about the World Cup is the names. All these guys' names. Hey, time out. Hey, it's kind of funny, right? There's a blue team still left in the World Cup, right? There is a blue team left. I'm uh, just, just saying. Just you, saying. For the blue I'm team, just aren't you? saying. France is blue. I'm just saying. All right. All right. Listen, so uh, we, I was looking at some of the names in the World Cup, and it dawned on me that some of these names are pretty interesting. They sound a lot like wizards from the Harry Potter world, oh, if you ask me. Oh, snap. So let's play a little game. I'm calling World Cup or Wizard. Okay. Each of these guys, Guru, is either a soccer player playing in the World Cup uh-huh. or he's a character from the Harry Potter universe. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here we go. Number one. Oh, and as always on Game Time, right answers get us Rabel. Yes! I'm sorry, right answers get us Mars. Wrong answers get us Rabel. It's no good! There it is. All right. So, uh, Guru, question number one. Roman Zabnin. Roman Zabnin. Wizard or World Cup? Roman Zabnin. Zabnin. Man, you talking about the World Cup right now or the World Cup ever? It's World Cup right now. Playing right now. Roman Zabnin. Man, that's a wizard. That is not a wizard. (laughs) It's no good! What is he, Croatian? He plays for Russia, actually. Yeah, Russia, Slovakian. Sebastian Coates. Sebastian, that's definitely an evildoer. What? Well, he is, kind of. He's a World Cup player, but that is uh, Sebastian Coates plays for Uruguay. How about Sturgis Podmore? Sturgis, that got to be an evil name. That is <laughs> Thank you, man. What about Victor Crumb? Victor Crumb, Wizard of the World Cup. pick up your crumb, man. That's definitely a wizard. That is a wizard. He plays on the World Cup Quidditch team. What? (coughs) Excuse me. Choking on that right answer, baby. That's right. I am, damn you. What about Gerald Peake? Gerald (laughs) Peake. That sounds like such an English name, but that could also be a wizard. What do you think? World Cup or wizard? Gerald Peake. Wizard. Ooh. Gerald Peake plays for Spain in the World Cup. Oh, Spain, English. Antonin Dolohoff. That's definitely a wizard. That is a wizard. That's definitely a wizard. He's actually a death eater. He's a bad guy. What about Ludo Bagman? Ludo Bagman is a World Cup player. No. World, uh, he is actually the commissioner of the of the sports league in uh, in uh, the wizard world. Little oh, Bagman, yeah, yeah, the commissioner uh, of World Cup. Andreas Cornelius. Andreas, that is so English. <laughs> Well, it is a soccer player, uh, but he plays for Denmark, actually. Yeah, what are you talking about? I said I sold soccer, Premier League. All right, here we go. Let me try this one. This is going to be a tough one for me. Uh, uh, Chidozi Awazima. 
Oh, that's a Nigerian or some African, yeah, man. That is a Nigerian. I don't know, man. I know my Africans, man. That is oh, you can't get me on, you could get me on Europeans, but you can't get the African on African, baby. Uh, what about Gellert Grindelwald? Oh, Gellert man. Grindelwald. See, look, World some, Cup he, or wizard? He gave me some European shit again, man. That's <laughs> definitely a wizard. That is a wizard. <laughs> he is another dark wizard, Gellert Grindelwald. What about a Badir Benown? Badir Benown. Man, that sounds like some South Korean or something like that. It's a World Cup, baby. It is World Cup. Yeah. He's actually from Morocco. Badir oh, Benown. You know. What about Fenrir Greyback? Oh, that's definitely World Cup, man. That is not World Cup. That is a werewolf <laughs> from the, uh, from the uh, wizarding world. How about... Pontus Jansen. Pontus Jansen. Oh, Pontus is definitely an athlete, man. That is correct. Yeah, he's Pontus plays for Sweden. Yeah, man. Rasmussen. I love him, man. Mundungus Fletcher. No, you can't have a Mundungus and have a Fletcher the last name. Mundungus Fletcher. Man, World Cup or Wizard? It better don't be my Africans, man. That is not one of your it Africans. good. It's the Wizard of Oz. That is a Wizard. <laughs> Mundungus Fletcher is a Wizard. Uh, Ludwig Augustinson. Oh, man, that's straight up. That's my my Denmark's, man. That is not Denmark, but he does play for Sweden, <laughs> so he got something there. It's Denmark, Sweden, man, same geography, man. It's very close. All right, Radamel <laughs> Garcia. Oh, my gosh, man. That could be anything. That damn right it could. Radamel. I could be a uh, Radamel. Uh, Radamel. I could be somebody from from Texas, man, and mix it with somebody from uh, Mexico, man. Could be so, a wizard. Yes, sir. So it was definitely going to be a player. It is a player. That is correct. He plays for Colombia. See, uh, I knew it. I knew it was some South American thing going. Morphine Gaunt. Morphine. That Morphine is bad, kids. So I would definitely say that's a wizard. That is a wizard. Yeah. Morphine Gaunt. All right. Final question, Guru. Cedric Diggory. Cedric Diggory. Dog, I know who Cedric. Hey, my man Cedric Diggory, call the show, baby. I'm coming to your next match, baby. Next match. It's <laughs> no good. It's no good. I'm coming to the wizard, baby, too. <laughs> <laughs> And that is how we play World Cup or Wizard on Trash Talk Radio. That is the time we have on the show this week, Guru. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to everybody for watching the show on YouTube. Go subscribe. At the World of Sports Network YouTube page. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. But the best place to find us is at TrashTalkRadio.com. Until next time, my name is Lestro. This is the G to the U to the R to the U. Thanks for listening. Ciao. Choking on that right answer, baby. That's right, I am, damn you.